Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome. Welcome to Warriors Wrap-Up. Wrap up. Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95.7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he flies in for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson. Ryan Covey. Curry splits traffic. Head fake. Steps into a three. No. Bounce pass to Draymond. Rotates out. Goes to JTA to Curry. By the chase center. Sign! He rattled another one home. He may set a record tonight for length of three-point shots. Well, what can't Stephen Curry do? He was amazing even on a night where he was a little bit off. Still going for 37 points. Uh, all that stuff, Ryan Covey, we talked about in the pregame that we didn't want to see from the Warriors. You know, lackluster effort early, poor defense, let the Kings get comfortable and believe that they can win this basketball game. Well, Warriors did all of those things that we talked about that we didn't want to see tonight. Uh, but they were still able to somehow, some way, with a little bit of good fortune and a whole lot of grit, uh, they were able to figure out a way to walk out of Chase Center with a 117-113 to 113 win over the Sacramento Kings. Kind of an ugly night, uh, although it was a very loosely played game. It got uh, kind of tough-minded down the stretch a little bit. Uh, a win is a win. This is not a win you feel great about, but as we like to say, it's, it's better than the alternative. Yeah, amen to that, and you're right, J.D. I, I thought Sack came in. They looked well-rested. Uh, the Warriors maybe looked a little fatigued. Uh, you know, the, the games have been coming fast and furious. It's something everybody's dealing with. But, you know, you can compound that with the fact that the Warriors are playing with a pretty short rotation right now. So, uh, yeah, they, they let Sack get rolling early. Sack was hitting their threes. You know, Buddy Heald had a big first quarter. Harrison Barnes was going, too. So you thought, uh-oh, look, buckle up, you know. And, and to the Warriors' credit, even when they weren't hitting their shots uh, to the clip that Sacramento was, they were still doing enough defensively and scoring just enough to keep it close. Uh, you know, you look up after a quarter, Warriors down seven. I mean, Sack's largest lead of the game was nine, and I think at times it felt like maybe it had stretched out to a little bit more than that. But you figured, hey, look, this game's going to be decided down the stretch. Uh, all credit to Tyrese Halliburton, by the way, who I thought, you know, single-handedly tried to carry Sack to victory in this one. Uh, but the Warriors made just enough plays down the stretch. You know, Holmes missing a couple of free throws. That was big for them. The tip-in from Draymond. Uh, you know, just different guys contributing. And then, as you mentioned, Steph Curry just doing all Steph things. Uh, and so they got the win. And, and look, J.D., when the Warriors season is over and, you know, we're done with 72 games, this one isn't going to stand out really one way or another, except the fact that it really would have stood out had you not won it.
Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Uh, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. So the Warriors get the win. They've won four in a row at home. They've won seven of nine overall now, uh, and they are 31-30 and 30 with 11 games to go. They'll close out the homestand on Tuesday night uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. So the Warriors... Uh, they keep pace with Memphis, just running it down here quickly. Uh, the Grizzlies won in Portland this afternoon. So the Warriors now, even still with the Spurs, percentage points behind them, uh, so still technically in 10th. Uh, the Grizzlies, one game back, uh, are both the Warriors and the Spurs. As far as the 8th spot, the Warriors just one and a half back of Portland now for 7th and three back of the Mavs, who were in Chase Center on Tuesday night uh, for the sixth spot uh, and maybe uh, avoiding the play-in tournament uh, altogether. If the Warriors are going to have a shot at that, then Tuesday night's game against Dallas uh, is going to be uh, a must win. Uh, some of the things tonight, I think you mentioned Draymond Green. Uh, he did a little bit of everything, and I thought tonight was the kind of game where, you know, for all the nights that we can get on Draymond a little bit for is he bringing it or not, or, or, or does the stat line maybe match the impact uh, I, I thought tonight there was a lot of real grit and grind in, in Draymond's game, a lot of will to, to kind of push this team forward toward a victory when a lot of things weren't weren't really going well. And you look up at the end of the night, eight points, not two, which which is a good thing. Uh, 13 assists to go with 14 boards. And, and, and he was just kind of everywhere. You mentioned the big rebound put back late uh, that, that, that helped the Warriors. But uh, I, I think tonight was a game where as much as Steph – was the headliner in, in scoring 37. Draymond kind of willed this team as he's prone to do when they've had some big wins over the years. Yeah, this is this is kind of the template, right, J.D.? It, you get enough help uh, from other guys, but really it's Draymond leading the point offensively, being the distributor and being the anchor defensively, and Steph doing the lion's share of the scoring, a lot of it with the three-point shot. Like, that's how the Golden State Warriors win, uh, you know, when, when, when they're rolling. And... I think Draymond had a terrific effort tonight. And let's face it, we're, we're in crunch time now. This is, this is winning time. And what you hope, J.D., is for those nights that, let's just say that I perceived that maybe Draymond made some business decisions during this season, well, that was all with the fact that this team down the stretch is going to need him to be able to bring it every single night. And maybe the fact that he did that earlier in the year, he's got a little bit extra in the tank now in order for him to do it when it matters most. And Draymond's built for clutch situations. He's clearly, you know, for playoff games. Like, you know, when, when games slow down, as it did in the second half, I mean, you look in the first quarter, 39-32. You look in the fourth quarter, 23-21. I mean, space was a lot harder to come by out there. Draymond gets a ton of credit for that, but he's tailor-made for, for this time type of, of season like the, in this type this portion of the season uh and and what these games mean and the kind of effort that's required so absolutely I agree uh you know no question Draymond Green was a huge reason why the Warriors uh, I, I'll say snuck out at Chase Center with a win tonight yeah offensive rebounds another one uh you Big look at, at the line 16 offensive rebounds 16 to 10 in terms of second chance points so the Warriors a plus six in that category in a game that they win by four the, the extra field goal attempts in this one for the Warriors, they, they wound up uh, going to the free throw line seven fewer times uh, than Sacramento did, but they wound up with nine more field goal attempts in this ball game and five more field goal makes, which helped offset that. And a lot of that was, well, a lot of it was the one Kevon Looney possession where he got four offensive rebounds and a put back <laughs> on one. But, uh, and, but, but it was that kind of night. Like nothing was easy. 
it was in a lot of ways the Warriors' own fault that nothing was easy, but yet they kept pushing through and 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 you know the Kavon Looney play kind of indicative of the night. They kept pushing through and did just enough. He did just enough to score that possession. The Warriors did just enough to get a win uh, after a night where they they really didn't come out with the type of intensity, focus, uh, effort level defensively that that you would want to see. Uh, although we talked about it on the pregame, and this is the kind of game that was tailor-made for the Warriors maybe to overlook their opponent coming off a big win with a much more important game, at least on paper, on Tuesday night. Yeah, no, no doubt. And th- these, you know, these kind of games happen in the NBA all the time, right? And, you know, the Warriors, uh, I wouldn't even say the Warriors are a good basketball. They're a solid basketball team. You know, they're a winning basketball team now, and that's that's relevant. But my point is, Good basketball teams sometimes don't have their A game against lower tier competition. It's hard to always get up for these games. And as I mentioned, they're coming fast and furious. And um, I know you would push back tonight if I said, you know, you got to give the Kings some credit, right? Because, you know, sometimes, yeah, yeah, no, I know. And and I agree. I agree. Uh, But I will say this. The Kings have enough capable offensive players, even without Bagley. and, And of course, with Fox being out. Between, you know, healed his shooting ability, Halliburton. We know Barnes can score a little bit. So uh, they, they have enough where if you don't show up and you don't bring the effort, the Kings are, are perfectly happy to go out there and trade baskets with you. And if you're not hitting your threes, well, you could find yourself down nine, which the Warriors did. So, um, you know, this this wasn't anything you're going to get a ton of style points for. But the fact that they got it done tonight, J.D., now it sets up where, hey, look, if you had any aims on catching the Dallas Mavericks, Beating them a couple of nights from now in the Chase Center is going to be obviously at the very top of that priority list, but at least you earn the right to do it. And it's, you know, it was a hokey start, late night on a Sunday, Kings were rested. Like, it, you're right. You called it in the pregame, man. You said this this is a scary game. It's got the makings of, you know, the Warriors maybe being in trouble if they get off to a sluggish start and keep sacking the game. It's exactly what happened. Uh, but you do get credit for doing enough down the stretch. Most NBA games are won in the fourth quarter. This one was no exception, and they did do enough down the stretch. Just got enough little contributions, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the offensive rebounding, too. Obviously, Loon had the big chunk, but I thought Kelly Oubre, four offensive rebounds for him. I mean, both of these teams are, are bad rebounding teams, bad offensive rebounding teams. They're all, both right near the bottom in both of those categories. So um, if somebody could get the advantage down in the paint, get second-chance points, extra possessions, and ultimately, you know, you can draw a straight line between the Warriors having those extra possessions and making those five more field goals and the fact that they won the game when it was all said and done. So they created their own, I don't want to call it luck, but they created their own reality tonight by doing some of the little things when it mattered most. Yeah, absolutely. Good and bad. They they created they created their own <laughs> yep. reality tonight. They created the bad, and, and I agree with you on sack. I mean, if, if you watch them on a, on a you know season wide basis, they pull off a lot of wins. Actually, kind of like tonight, where teams don't take them seriously, and that's exactly what they do. They come out, and they do have capable offensive players to where if the game is loose, they they can beat you that way. I mean, that, that that's a team that's you know, beat Denver three times out of three this year. So uh, they, they've been able to do it, uh, beat Boston twice, you know. So they, they've got, they've been able to do it from time to time uh, this season exactly the way that they would have done it tonight if the Warriors uh, had allowed to. Let, let's get to some phone calls, 888-957-9570. Uh, let's get to Al in Alameda. You're up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Al. Yes, hi, good evening. Thank you uh, for taking my call. Yes, yes, I'm just calling, you know, I'm I'm happy we won here, and 
I'm not really thrilled with the performance here at the, at the crunchy time here. I'm, uh, we, could, we should have lost this game, I'll be honest, okay? We got, a, we got a call from the referee there that Curry, I'm pretty sure he hacked his, um, I don't know his name, right on about a minute and a half. He fouled him, okay? Yeah. okay? They, they dug down there. And he had a mentally breakdown there. He did not call a foul. He got trapped there. And we got lucky. Buddy Hill, he missed a simple layup. I'm not layup. I mean, he bumbled a ball there. Yeah. We, we should have been behind one point there. Okay. That game should have been for uh, Sacramento. We got lucky there. We dodged a bullet there. And, and uh, the Green, he needs, he needs to be careful more. The way he passed the ball, he got careless there. He must have like four or five. He got more turnovers, I think, or tied than he, than he scored tonight. I see a lot of that from him. Sometimes Kerry, he does. They get careless on passing, you know, behind the back over. That's that's gotta calm down sometimes. And this Kerry, yeah. if they make it to that number eight, nine seed there, they they have to calm down in this passing. Curry, I mean, Green is holding the ball, you know, on like he's bringing the ball down, and his passing. They, they, Al, let me jump in. Let, let's jump in. Good, good stuff. A lot of different things to chew on. I'm not going to go as far as to say that the Warriors deserve to lose the game. Now, if the Warriors had lost the game, they would have deserved to lose the game. I'll give you that <laughs> one just right off yeah, the yeah, top. Yeah. Like they didn't, they, they didn't, they, they deserve to win it because they did enough, and they had a few things go their way. Maybe Sacramento. I mean, that's part of the reason that they have the record that they do now, uh, and and are you know out of the playoff race at this point. You know, because they fail to win games like that too. Sometimes when they have opportunities to win, and at a higher clip than the, even the Warriors, who you know that's been obviously a big, uh, you know, point of contention for for this team. As far as uh, a couple of the other things there, um, you know, you, you look at it. This is not the kind of game for me where I'm going to look at it and say, well. Because you lose this game, it means you can't do X or Y in the playoffs. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road. Because you didn't win by 30 tonight means you can't uh, be a problem for a team you know, in the playoffs. I know that's been kind of the pop- popular vernacular to, to use uh, around here of, of late. Uh, to me, you get the win. Each game is kind of its own entity. Now, if yep. you lose it, that's a different story, but I'm I'm willing as much as it, it was just I, I thought it was one of the poorer efforts the Warriors have had to be honest in the last month certainly since they got hot I mean probably since the Washington game but if you win it I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and I don't want to go too far down the path of well tonight means you can't do X when you play X Y or Z. Nah, you're right. I mean this this game was its own deal. It's a, a you know a rubber match game against a well-rested team. Uh, I'll say this, the, the type of execution that the Warriors had for long stretches of this game, not good enough to win against better competition, certainly playoff-level competition. I'm saying a playoff game. I'm saying playoff-caliber teams, winning basketball teams. Like This effort typically will get you beat, but the fact that they did it against the Kings – who didn't have De'Aaron Fox, uh, you know, made it to where they could still find a way to survive. So I'll, I'll, I'll go there. And the other thing is, you know, the turnovers can be a problem for this team. I mean, Steph had seven of them tonight. Steph's playing his ass off. He's carrying this team. He's entitled to a requisite number of turnovers. But, you know, Steph can get a little careless with the Rock sometimes, or especially early, I felt like. You know, it took him a while to kind of get calibrated, if you will. It seemed like they were just a little off kilter. Um, and we know that, you know, Draymond, he handles the Rock a ton.
ton. So it's one of those where, it, you know, anybody that's going to handle the ball as much as he does and have the number of assists that he does is also going to have a certain amount of turnovers. It's just it's implied. Uh, it's part of the deal. And, you know, look, if, if OK, so you look at, at Draymond's stats tonight. OK, four turnovers. Not great, but he had 13 assists. So he had better than a three to one assist to turnover ratio. You're going to be in the NBA a long time if you have a plus side three over three to one assist to turnover ratio. So Draymond's doing fine there. Just, you know, the Steph, the seven, uh, seven turnovers, not great. But he also, uh, you know, scored those 37 points and helped carry to victory. So there's that. Yeah. And look, look, the bottom line is you come out in a play in game and you play that loosely. And because to me, that's what it was. It was, you know, Steph with the turnovers. That was, hey, I'm showing up. The Kings don't play any defense. This is going to be kind of a walk in the park game. I mean, that that to me is the, like they all played that way. But that's why Steph had some of the careless turnovers, you know, early in the game. That's a big part of the reason why the Warriors got down. They, they didn't play good defense early. Look, you do that against Memphis or you do that against Dallas or San Antonio or Portland in a play in type of a scenario. You're going to get beat. But at the same time. I don't think the Warriors would come out and play that lackadaisically in a do-or-die game or in a in a win-and-you're-in-a-playoff-series kind of a game. Maybe I'm wrong, and if they do it, then we're going to be talking about it probably for a couple of hours on the night <laughs> that that game is played, uh, and, and we'll be going crazy about it. But but I don't, I don't feel like, if anything, this Warriors team has shown, in particular against that group of teams that they may face, that they're actually going to be in for in for a real good fight uh, on those nights, looking to try and either survive in advance or, or, or advance. So I think tonight still is a little bit uh, of an outlier on, on on that front. Yeah, and and here's the thing, uh, you know, the, the Warriors have been playing a lot of important games. You know, when they dipped several games under 500, all of a sudden every game really started to matter. And you know, for the most part, the last couple of weeks, the Warriors have had some very focused. Uh, and very determined performances. You're not going to be able to bring it like that every single night. You're going to have some clunkers along the way. If you can win those clunkers, then you're really going good, right? And, and you know, they, they should have won the, the Washington game the other day. Didn't do it. But for the most part, against a lower-tier opposition, even when they haven't been at their best this year, they found a way to win. So they, they got it done tonight, and now, like I said, you're back over 500 for the first time in about five weeks, and you've got an opportunity on Tuesday night against the Dallas Mavericks to maybe take a big step in the right direction. So let's just say the Warriors aren't going to be full of false bravado and confidence going into that Dallas game. They're going to feel like they needed to play a whole hell of a lot better than they did tonight. And I, I think this team plays better when they're a little down on themselves and their backs to the wall. Not, not long-term or anything. I mean, you want to be a confident basketball team, but just when they're not getting too comfortable, I guess that's a better way to put it. When they're not getting too cozy and, and too comfortable with how they're playing, when they've got a little bit of, of uneasiness and a little bit of edge to them, I think that's when they oftentimes can bring out their best performance. It's kind of, kind of when we start to see some reasons to doubt them, that's usually when they'll, uh, they'll find another gear. So hopefully they'll do that a couple of nights from now. And, and the good news is, they beat the Kings tonight, so it doesn't matter if you beat a team by 55 or you beat them by one. Dub's a dub, baby. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors Wrap-Up. He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. We'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. We'll also get uh, some post-game press conference sound uh, on the players' side of things as well. Uh, as Warriors Wrap-Up rolls on here, who's hot and who's not, uh, all of that is coming up next right here Warriors wrap up 95-7 the game.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back to Looney. Give and go to Draymond. Pump fake back to Looney. It's a two-man passing drill. No good. Looney. Guys on rebound. Tip. No good. Third try for Looney. Comes up. Blocked again. Gets it back up and laid it in. <laughs> what did he have about seven offensive rebounds in possession? Wow. Yeah, we'll take it. It was not our finest hour, particularly the first quarter, you know, when we gave up 39 points. I thought uh, Sacramento played extremely well. They were really well prepared and attacked us and really took it to us from the outset. Our defense improved and we were able to, to squeak it out, but that was a really difficult game and we were lucky to escape with the win. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Ugly but effective for the Warriors in this one tonight as they beat the Kings 117 to 113 as the Dubs improved to 31 and 30. Uh, 3,252 inside Chase Center tonight. I know Steve Kerr mentioned in his post-game Zoom session, Covey, that uh, they're going to be really ramping up the numbers here uh, as things progress. Uh, maybe more of that uh, on Tuesday and then that final homestand uh, with, with six games to go 
uh, in, on the season. And uh, the Warriors, I think they had about 2,000 in there on Friday for the first game back and uh, all the way up to 3,200 tonight. So uh, things are moving, <laughs> and they're moving fast, and, and the crowd, no doubt, uh, had an impact on, on this one down the stretch. Yeah, and it's just great to see fans back at the Chase Center. Long time coming. You know, I know Butcher Boy texted us both uh, while we were doing the pregame. He was going to the show with his pops tonight or going to the game with his pops tonight. I'm looking forward to hopefully you and I getting out and doing a show or two uh, at the Chase Center before this season's over. Like, we're all longing for this stuff. And, look, not at a moment too soon. Warriors are in a stretch drive situation. They're fighting to move up in that playing tournament or maybe even you know move up out of the playing tournament but uh having fans at the chase center having dub nation represented in the building that can only help the dubs who by the way uh you know got a pretty nice little home record they're putting together this year jd what 19 and 10 now at home so uh it's been a really good home season for them and a really quirky year where a lot of teams don't have good home records i mean think about it portland memphis a lot of these teams that the Warriors are playing against for these spots are struggling at home. So it would behoove the Warriors to uh, continue to play well with they've, where they've got their fill of home games here coming up in the uh, final uh, 11 games of the year. So, yeah, absolutely. Great, great to see Warrior fans. And I do agree with Steve Kerr's assessment there on that sound coming in, J.D. The Warriors, they stole this one tonight, but that's okay. you, you got to steal games sometimes. And they did it, beat the uh, Kings in the season series in the process. Paying back for that loss a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so it doesn't matter how you got over the line in this one. It just matters that you're now back over 500 for the first time in five weeks. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That's the phone number to give us a call or shoot us a text. We'll be with you here until uh, just about 11 o'clock uh, on Warriors wrap-up tonight uh, as the Warriors get the win over the Sacramento Kings, 117 to 113. The Warriors able to overcome in this one some, some pretty shoddy first-quarter defense. Uh, Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins, especially in the first half. Uh, tonight, not the best game uh, for Jordan Poole, but he's been playing better uh, of late. Uh, the, the one thing that I fear in, in only 20 minutes, and, and, and look, he's had some really good games, and we've praised him for that of, of late, and he had the, the real hot stretch coming back from the bubble. Tonight was one of those games where, hey, you wash it away, and, and we'll see what he's got for Tuesday night against Dallas. But but the, the nights where he doesn't shoot the ball well, I, I just get concerned because the defense is a rough watch and I just think it, not in the context of tonight or the rest of this season look he's got to play the Warriors need him it's also part of his development right like they need his scoring boost and him playing pass or fail good or bad that helps his development for the future but as far as projecting what he can provide on a team that has greater aspirations for next year being a player that it's that rough a watch defensively on the nights where you don't score that's where I think it could become a little bit more problematic for Steve Kerr to pencil him in as a as a firm cog in a rotation on a team where, hey, you want to be a top four team in the Western Conference or, or even contend for a championship if you're able to improve in other areas. No, I think that's well said. And, uh, you know, Jordan is still kind of figuring it out, right? And we've seen flashes and like a lot of young players, he, he didn't come into the NBA anywhere near a finished product or just have all this natural skill. Uh, he's had to work, and we've seen him progress, and that's the good news around Jordan Poole. Compared to the guy that we saw when he first came into the league, it's like night and day, and we've seen spurts of him looking really, really good. Obviously, when 
He's hitting his three-pointer. He looks. He tends to look a lot better on both ends when he's scoring because when he's not scoring, as you mentioned, it can be a bit of a, a, a rough watch. Look, they haven't had a, a, a real easy time finding any measure of continuity this year as far as rotations. I think Steve Kerr has done a really nice job with Jordan, like giving him consistent playing time and, and letting him know, like, hey, if you go out and you have a one-for-seven night, it's cool. Like, we need you. We're not, we're not going to yank you out of the rotation as long as you're putting forth effort on that end of the floor defensively. I think, you know, Steve Kerr is going to live with some of the ups and downs. I mean, really, he doesn't have a choice. But, you know, this franchise invested a first-round pick into this kid, and, you know, clearly they've tried to, you know, develop him in the G League, and uh, he's shown the ability to get better. So, I, But I agree. Like, it's there's two separate conversations as it applies to Jordan Poole. It's, hey, what can you get from him the rest of this year? How much can he help you maybe try to exceed some expectations and make a little noise in the West versus is this dude going to be a quality bench piece for a team with big aspirations next year and so you know what he does the rest of this year will probably go a long way towards deciding how much he's a part of next year but if they don't trade him this offseason if he's not some part of some trade JD he'll be in the rotation it's just how much time are you going to get and how deep is the Warriors rotation how many bodies do the does Steve Kerr have at his disposal to the point where if pool's not going well he's not in a situation where he kind of has to play him anyway you hope that it's not the case where if, if Poole's not playing well, then you don't have to play him. Uh, but you hope really for the best of both worlds, which is you got a deep bench. Oh, yeah. And you've got a really good Jordan Poole. So all options still on the table. He's just got to shake off nights like this and just be better against Dallas on Tuesday. Yeah, the, the, where I think it, it could be, you know, and, and part of this would be contingent on the Warriors obviously Im improving their roster. And we've talked a lot about the different ways that, that they can do that. But but for the purposes of this conversation, uh, for me, it's really, uh, you know, it's more are you are you going to be a guy that's in the rotation consistently? Like, he'll be on the team, but are you going to be one of those guys that's a 6-7-8 guy, or are you going to be one of those team, you know, one of those guys that, that some nights you're in it when, when Steve Kerr thinks the team needs an offensive boost or he thinks maybe it's going to be more of a loosely played game, but on other nights, maybe you're not going to be in it. And and I think, you know, it, it's, it's sort of akin to – uh, you know, Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala, those guys were just in the rotation, right? Like right. they were going to play yeah. every single night. Whereas, you know, a, a Nick Young, a Leandro Barbosa, you know, guys like that had key key roles, but they weren't necessarily in the rotation every single night. So I think that's that's the distinction. It's too early to tell one way or another, but I, I could just see, you know, especially if Steve Kerr has some some better options. Uh, at his disposal next year as opposed to this year. And I think the Warriors hope that that, that they do. You know, does Poole become almost in some ways a, a luxury item? And can he fit his game in that kind of a box and still be productive? Because I, I think you could actually make a case, given what we've seen to this point, that he's almost better off just being a guy that you have to play whether he's good or not, and he kind of needs that freedom to either, hey, I'm good tonight and I'm helping you, and I'm scoring efficiently, or, or I'm not and I'm hurting you. Like, to me, I think he could get caught in a little bit of that in-between where being in the rotation some of the time and out of the rotation at other times, I actually think that could make him more out of the rotation than in, given the way that Steve Kerr typically <laughs> likes to do things if he's got a full platter and, and complement of, of players.
So wait, Jim Barnett was right. He is Swaggy P. I mean, there you go. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, I, I think no. That's that's you're you're right. And you know, look, he's going to get that if that is his wish, just to you know. Uh, and I'm, I'm imagine it is. He wants to be in the rotation. Regardless, he's going to be in the rotation the rest of the way. So uh, yes, hundred percent. At least get a chance. Yeah, and and look, hopefully, JD, that culminates in a you know some playoffs in a playoff and he series. Should be. And he should Agreed. be, by the way. Like for this team, yeah. he should be. And and the other part too is young players should have the opportunity to grow and get better. Now, if you're just a bust and you don't have it, okay, cool. Then it was a bad pick and you move on and you take the L. But I think there's still enough promise and upside with Poole where you're, you're going to ride this out and just kind of see where it goes heading into next season. A uh, couple things, man. First of all, I, I want to I get your take on two things. Uh, GP2 tonight coming in, first guy off the bench in the first quarter. Clearly it was Steve Kerr's intent on giving the Warriors a little bit of defensive identity out there because sack was just going up and down the floor i kind of like gp too man like place all we hear is he's a great defender he is he's a really nice defender but he can score a little bit he was back cutting so what'd you think of kerr's decision to do that and then tyrese halliburton i know you've watched a lot of king's basketball this year i'm really amazed tyrese halliburton looks like he's been in the league 10 years halliburton's terrific and i know we've had the conversation halliburton uh, was fourth on my draft board after Edwards and Wiseman and, and Ball. Like, those were the three that everybody knew was going to go top three. Halliburton, for me, was the next guy. Like, I think he, and, and that, like, I think he's terrific. I, and I think he would have been, under maybe some different circumstances, a, a perfect player for the Warriors. I mean, and, and again, I'm not Ooh. saying they made the wrong pick or anything like that, but I'm just saying, could you imagine Halliburton on this on this Warriors team? I mean, if, I mean It'd be he nice. He'd be perfect. I mean, you could yeah, start right. him with Steph. He could back up Steph. I mean, he'd be he'd be outstanding. Now, again, what would that say about Jordan Poole at that point if that had been the case? And look, the Warriors are happy with Wiseman. That's that's. I'm not even. I'm not even sniffing it. I'm not even going there. So I don't want people to think that I am going there. I just think Halliburton's a terrific player. Very high on him. I, I actually think. I actually think he's more of a winning player than even De'Aaron Fox is. And I know we don't need to get too far down the road on on the the opponent tonight but I, I there's a part of me that thinks Sacramento should blow the whole thing up and build it around Halliburton and I mean the whole thing like trade they like might. Fox healed everybody and, and 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 because I think he's a winning player I think he's a winner like he just does he's a good player and I think you know some people some players are good players but they're not winning players some players are good players are winning. I think he's a good player and a winning player so I, I love Tyrese Halliburton as far as GP uh I don't know if that was in the plan for St- for Steve Kerr, I, I don't think it was I think they were just playing like garbage and he was like I need I, some defense he, in there I I think it was I need somebody to go in there and check Buddy Heald and like get in and because Buddy Heald was running free and it was like open gym, and that's exactly where Buddy Heald thrives. Open gym, I'm going to shoot a bunch of threes, wide open, get real comfortable, and try to get my numbers. And I think Steve Kerr saw that and thought, I got to get somebody out there that wants to, to get into somebody defensively. And he did cool Buddy Heald down a little bit uh, off the top there now, but he got going again and wound up having a, a pretty monster night offensively. But I like that move. I, I you, Look, you got to play somebody. Uh, you know, when you're only basically playing eight, uh, and, and it was basically eight and then those five Peyton minutes. But, I, no, I thought he was great, and I think that's an underrated – that was an underrated key aspect of the game because I think he helped actually prevent it from getting worse, believe it or not, than, than what yeah. ended up being 39-32 at the end of the first quarter. 
Yeah, and, and I think, too, it could, you know, I, I think another layer to this is, well, okay, you want Kelly Oubre to come off the bench. That's fine. Now you're starting defensive backcourt for the foreseeable future is yeah. Steph Curry and Michael Mulder, which is also a bit of a problem. Yeah, no, no question. And so, you know, and look, I mean, ha that's where having a guy like like Peyton with that skill set helps because he can just get out there and the one thing you know he can do is, is is slow somebody down. And then, you know, like we talked about with Mulder, you know, in, in that particular role, at least initially, he gets to play with Steph. He gets to play with Draymond. He does seem to have a, a high offensive basketball IQ where uh, he, he moves to the basket and Draymond's found him a couple of times. He's gotten some easy buckets, you know, for a dude, he knocked down a three uh, in the ball game tonight. So for a dude whose offensive game has is, is been, you know, kind of the knock on him, uh, he has been capable when he's been out there offensively just in, in kind of doing some little things. So I, I think that's a great call by you. Uh, and and an underrated that was a you know five minutes and thirty seconds that were that were pretty key uh, and and again you you may not look at it in the grand scheme of things and think it was a lot but it really did help kind of either turn things maybe not turn but prevent it from getting completely out of hand. Yeah, man, they were taking on water and the ship didn't sink. I mean, I, I felt like you know when you looked up after that first quarter, Sack hung thirty nine on him in the first quarter. <laughs> like the Warriors no showed in the first quarter. This is on the heels of the team that put, what, a buck 41? What is 144, whatever the hell it was, last time they saw him. So you thought maybe you would have their attention straight out of the gate. Now, they ended up settling in defensively and, and finding their identity. Uh, but, yeah, that, this thing, it, I felt like the Warriors could have been down a whole hell of a lot more early in this game. I mean, like I said, Sack, I think their largest lead was nine points. Kind of felt like it should have been more like 15 uh, the way they were hitting their threes. But, and look, the Warriors were scoring, too. So, you know, they were obviously able to kind of keep pace to a degree. But, yeah, man, I think uh, – this that was you know kind of a, a a big moment in this game and um you know just keeping it close sometimes that's all you got to do don't get run out of the gym too early where you have such a massive hole to climb out of to your point about the the 141 i just looked it up because i was curious so in that game where the uh, warriors gave up the 141 to sacramento a month ago tonight the, the four quarters for the Kings on that night, 35-37, 34-35. So the Kings didn't even score 39. And it, this was a this <laughs> was a worse the first the first quarter was a worse quarter. Uh, you know, that, that was a better offensive quarter for the Kings and a worse defensive quarter for the Warriors than any of the four quarters in the game that, in Sacramento a month ago. And Steph and Draymond were playing in the game tonight and not playing in that game at all. So right. it, it was ugly. I mean, I mean, you, you said it, and I, I stopped short of it, although I, I kind of danced around it. You, they no-showed in the first quarter. I mean, it was, it was everything that we talked about in the pregame. Hey, this might happen. You don't want this to happen. And, and they did it, but again, able to fight back and, and grind and, and, and get a win, and that's, that's the most important thing. Here, here. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing, too, uh, for the Warriors, and I know we talked about it a little bit, turnovers are, are going to hurt this team. And, and, look, 17 turnovers tonight. What's, what's, your, what's your number, J.D., for turnovers? Like, what's an acceptable amount? Low teens, below 13? Like, what, what's an acceptable amount? Because you creep in that 17 range, now all of a sudden – you know, doors open. What? Where's your number? Twelve to fourteen. Yeah, yeah. Tw twelve to fourteen is probably about the number for for me. Uh, you know, if you're if you're hanging on, because hopefully you've got, you know, you're pushing thirty assists, right? And you're you know you're roughly in that you know maybe not three to one, but you're but you're you know two and a half to one, something like that. 
Uh, and so, yeah, I would say I would say that's about yeah. You want to be in that twelve to fourteen range. So you know, if you look at you look at tonight sixteen, that's a that's a few too many. The, the problem with the Warriors though is the types of turnovers. <laughs> I mean, the the problem is a lot of the the a lot of the Steph Draymond turnovers are just what are you doing for as gr- all time great as both of those guys are. I mean, and maybe that's part of it, right? You always think you can make that perfect play. Uh, so, so you, so you go for that perfect play. Uh, but man, I mean, just, it, it's the, it's the careless turnovers that lead to, to easy baskets the other way, uh, that are the killers and the Warriors when they're not playing well, have far too many of those. Right. And, and it almost seems like when they go through stretches where, you know, the other team goes on a run, usually it's culminated with some Warriors turnovers and those empty possessions like and those are just killers because that you talk about you know four point swings five point swings like those are the kind of things that will have you look up and you're like wait how are we down 10 how are we down 12 like and and when it's where you're committing bad turnovers because it's also kind of hard to get back on your horse defensively it's just those kind of turnovers those live ball unforced error turnovers are just so deflating for a team so um yeah and again like on a night where they, they get 30-plus assists, you know, you, you can usually you, – you can live with it. They were kind of teetering. And, and, you know, seven turnovers for Steph. I chalked that up to a little bit of fatigue, too. And, and look, I'm, I'm certainly not coming down Steph's road. I mean, Steph's playing his ass off. Obviously set the record tonight for most three-pointers in a month. Uh, broke James Harden's record tonight. So, clearly, Steph Curry's polishing off what's been a pretty memorable April. Uh, but, man, they ask a lot of this guy. And he's, you know, bowed through a couple of nicks and bruises and, you know, ankle twists along the way, too. So, um, putting the finishing touch. Still got a couple games left, too, this month, by the way. So, he's yeah. not done. He's going to go ahead and expand on that record. But, man, what a run for Steph. I do think a little tired, but, again, totally understandable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he passed James Harden and hit 82. So, Curry passed him uh, tonight. Curry, 48% on threes this month uh, to, to pass Harden and still two games to go. Harden shot 39%. In, in the month that, that he made uh, the 82, which Curry passed tonight. So, I mean, think about that just for a little bit of context. I mean, <laughs> it, it's one thing. And, and look, if that's not – I mean, that's – it's just – it's the efficiency. Look, the three-pointers are great, but Steph's – he's making more and he's, and he's doing it at, a, at a, basically a 10% clip better. Yeah, and this month, I mean, the numbers just jump off the page, J.D. In this month, he's shooting 53% from the floor, 47% on threes, over 38 points a game. Also chipping in six and a half rebounds and four and a half dimes a night as well. This is this is MV caliber output, MVP caliber output by Steph Curry this month. And, you know, it's it's he's already having a really nice year, but now it's just it's he's on a whole nother level lately. Yeah, he's on a whole other level and two more games to go. And, and the rate that he's been shooting them, I mean, he already passes Harden. So he's, I mean, the rate he's going, he might he might hit 14 or 15 more in the next couple go for of 100. games. He could hit 100 in a month. And go for 100 in a month. Uh, exactly. And just, you know, hey, previous record, 82. New record, 101. <laughs> that's curry style nobody ever had 300 threes in a year let me hit 400 no let problem me hit 400 yeah exactly no problem and the warriors needed every one of his seven three-pointers uh in this ball game tonight Let, let's do who's hot and who's not and then we'll look ahead and we'll we'll call it a night who's hot who's not uh sponsored by exergen because accuracy matters uh who, who you got tonight uh, let me g- either one hot you know, or who's not hot? i'm we, gonna give you the yeah. first call 
yeah, we haven't we haven't talked about him tonight in the post game. I'm gonna go with Juan Toscano Anderson. I mean, Steph is clearly deserves it. Draymond, it's it's too easy. Even Kevon Looney with the putbacks, he did his thing. But I like JTA's game tonight yet again. Five of eight from the floor, five dimes, four rebounds. Just a, you know, a, you know, ends up with ten points. Just another heady game for him. I, I love him in transition. Uh, I thought Juan Toscano Anderson just he, he gives this team a, a you know a little bit of swagger. He does, and so uh, and and I think him and Steph have got a a really nice rapport too. You can just tell like these guys love playing with him. And and I heard him on the post game interview. He literally said, "I play like there's no tomorrow. I play like nothing's promised to me." And and it's just I just love that about him. So that's that's my who's hot tonight. Yeah, JTA, that's a great call tonight. Uh, I think Gary Payton, the second, gets a, a nod tonight you for his five, yes, minutes, his five minutes and 30 seconds. He had seven points in five minutes, and he knocked down a three, and he played good defense there. Uh, good call for you as far as Juan Toscano-Anderson. Steph, it's, it's just implied for him. As far as who's not, uh, it's a one-game sample. Uh, we'll throw Jordan Poole in there tonight, but we won't belabor it. Uh, one of five, four points in 20 minutes, on to the next. Uh, and I think uh, you, you look at Jordan Poole, and he, the one thing about him is he's shown an ability to really bounce back. Uh, when he when he hasn't played well or hasn't played well for a couple of games, he was able to do that these last five or six games, which I think has been key. And th the last thing I had here uh, t that I wanted to get to, and, and I appreciate you mentioning JTA because it plays into the, the final thing I had on my list that we hadn't got to tonight. Uh, new, new finishing lineup for the Warriors. Uh, it was Curry, Oubre Wiggins, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and Draymond Green. Now, Looney could be a part of that maybe some nights. I, I think if, if it's not JTA, I think Poole, if he's having a good shooting night, could maybe be a, a part of that, and you go small with more offense. Maybe JTA's out. Maybe Oubre, if he's struggling, is out uh, on a given night uh, there. Steve Kerr, he, he's got some options now, but, but this closing lineup, what did you think of it? For me, it's it defensively it gave them their best chance to get enough stops down the stretch once the Kings had kind of gotten rolling. But this is almost the defensive igniter lineup that Steve Kerr can go to. Yeah, the thing that comes to mind is defensive versatility. I mean, that's, you know, you're, you're obviously lacking some size, but, you know, this team has shown in the past, to you know, they can have plenty of success when Draymond playing the five during crucial stretches of basketball games. And, yeah, I mean, you know, Steph's obviously going to be out there, two-way wigs, you know, for the most part, because, um, he's you know, his defense on other wings. And if you leave Wiggins unoccupied, you know, he can slash and, and create his own shot. Oubre, the same thing. So, um, you know, those guys are both good options, or they can – you know, on, on their night, they can hit their threes, uh, and and you need Draymond. The Juan Toscano Anderson thing is good too, because again, like he just gives you defensive versatility, and he gives you high IQ too. And like you know, in, yep. in closing lineups, I mean, we've seen the Warriors; they've had some kind of brain fart moments in in closing moments and cost them games. Like just having another dude out there that's going to stay calm and just make the right basketball play. That's a Man, I think that's an, an aspect that we don't talk about enough or maybe an underappreciated aspect uh, because you think, well, it's the highest level, right? Well, you know, not always. These guys don't always make the right basketball play. Juan Toscano Anderson is going to make the right basketball play. Steve Kerr trusts him. So, yeah, I like Looney could be an option out there, too, if you want to go with a little more size, put Draymond at the four. Uh, but Juan Toscano Anderson, I, I got no problem with that. I like that closing lineup, as a matter of fact. I like yeah. it a lot. There's uh, there's options there. The intelligence I think is big, and the defense. There's a little bit of an edge to it. And and again, there's there's other options if you want to go to pool one night. If you want to put Damian Lee in there, or 
or Bazemore maybe to plug it in. I mean, for, for a team that basically has eight or nine guys right now on a, on a good night, Steve Kerr's finding ways to make it work and finding some different lineups with some different skill sets to kind of guide this team through. I think he deserves uh, a lot of credit for for making a lot out of out of hey not a lot in terms of, of overall uh, bodies here and and that could be a key component for the Warriors to make this push over these final eleven games. Good stuff tonight, my man. We're back tomorrow. Full final word six until ten. Looking forward to that. We got a busy week ahead, brother, with the Warriors playing Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday and the NFL draft this week coming up on Thursday. Uh, this week is going to be a hell of a lot of fun, man, with the Niners and obviously the Warriors uh, as we continue this uh, coverage of this playoff run. So looking forward to tomorrow, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you then. Good stuff, brother. Yeah, yeah no doubt. You too, baby. Good all, nice work all weekend, J.D. Don't sleep on the 14-8 and eight Giants either. And, uh, yeah, man, Steve Kerr deserves a lot of credit. I think he, he promised that this run was coming for this team this year. It, it's been coming. Obviously, they got to keep it rolling. Looking really forward to Tuesday night against the Mavericks. That's a, a big-time game for this team. So, yeah, man, we'll be there for all of it, 6-10 tomorrow night. We'll talk to you then, player. All right, so 6 to 10 tomorrow night for Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. We're also back Tuesday. Uh, should let everybody know that's an earlier tip on Tuesday night, 6.30 tip. So we'll be on with Warriors Live at 5 o'clock for that one. Uh, Jim Barnett uh, will join us for Warriors Live as we'll have that for you then. For uh, Sterling, uh, for, for Sam, we appreciate the help uh, of one and all. Arden doing a great job in the studio as well. Uh, thanks to all of them. Again, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Warriors get the win tonight, 117 to 113 over the Kings, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game.